Hey y'all, this is Abraham, one half of the Ocean 8 podcast, and I just want to let you know we outside this summer, so that means return to sporting events, concerts, and the like. Lockdown hasn't been easy on the pockets, so ticket prices aren't looking too fun, I feel you on that. But, Megaseats.com offers a solution. Megaseats.com is a third-party reseller. They stand tall on these two things. Zero service fees and free shipping, 100% guarantee. But if that isn't enough, and, and this is the fun part, SSAW has partnered with them to provide you a 10% discount when you enter SSAW Network at checkout. Did you hear me? 10% off on top of zero service fees? Man, you're going to catch me outside this summer for sure. Head over to megaseats.com. Use the code SSAW Network and plan your next outing. We outside this summer, baby. time it is you already know welcome y'all to what is this episode 19 yes a volume two of the osa and a podcast presented to you by ssaw y'all as always you know we we've got some filler 19. we've had some filler Bro, we've so, had some filler. I, so I, this I, is I, so I, this is this is okay so okay the filler episodes have been great this is official episode 19 the other stuff was like secret yeah, yeah, menu yeah, yeah. episodes those were the secret menu yeah, episodes yeah, yeah, if you yeah, missed yeah, those yeah. tune into them those are those were the friends of the show episodes um we're hoping to to throw a few more of those in the can before the end of the year we have some great guests that we're in conversation with and um slotted to get that I think can really add some value to y'all lives as they've added value, value to our lives. But we've said enough. Uh, we, enough about that, though. We, we, we even talked about, about, about us. It, as always, your boy, it's the oh, yeah. 50%, the Osa and Osa and Abe. Um, and as always, my partner in, I was going to say crime, but now nah, I ain't no crime over here. Um, <laughs> just, just, just a little good trouble. My guy, Abe, what's good, bro? Hey, hey, hey. Good, it's good, it's good. You always know it's from when we record together. Um, the, the streets, the streets, the, the streets pay attention and they love us. So appreciate the streets for always uh, uh, supporting us, supporting us. Um, it's been good, yo. The last couple weeks I haven't been like physically healthy, but uh, we're back in full health and whatnot. And I'm going to get my first vaccination shot next weekend because um, you know if I want to go back home. To Yes, I'm from Jersey, but I have I have business in New York. They uh they are I'm requiring it. business in New York, fam. Yeah, <laughs> they're requiring vaccination cards just to even go out to restaurants. So, um, so you know, uh, I mean, New York also has other issues, but we won't touch upon 
Uh, <laughs> oh, yikes. Yeah. Are we going to say it's rhymes with no no? Oh, man. That is that is just, oh, it's messy. Just messy. Just disgusting. But, so you about to get um, the two, you yeah, going to get no. the two the two shot butt pop? Yeah, I, I don't know. Goodness, I don't know which one between Pfizer and Moderna because I know my family has, um, a couple of them have done Moderna and a couple of them Pfizer. And they've all been fine. They've yeah. all been fine. Um, it's people from California who I know is like haven't been fine, and I'm like, so is it a is it a Jersey thing? Is it a Nigerian thing? Like, hold on. Wow. Oh, I, you know, speaking of Nigerians. True. Oh, talk about it. You'll be proud, Osan. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Nollywood films. Like every day, I at least watch one Nollywood. Film. Really? Um. Yeah. My hey. Ne- Netflix's Netflix's Nollywood like section. Not mad at it. It, I'm not mad at it, but the last couple of Nollywood films I've watched have been kind of like disappointing. And um, the ones that I've enjoyed the most have been King of Boys with Charlotte Sobawale. Um, really good, really good movie. Apparently, it's going to be a seven part series. Like, it was supposed to be a film, but now they're saying it's a seven part series. But mind you, King of Boys, number one, was three hours long. It was just like, it just Whoa. like oh, we on our dog all the floor. Right. Um, the next one I enjoyed was the setup with Tony Lopez, Adisla. I forgot her last name. Hey, I haven't watched that one, but it's on my it's on my to watch list. Yeah, it's, it, the the setup was was good. It was good. Okay. I felt like I got Christopher Nolan. Oh, you know, in terms of the plot twist and whatnot. Um, oh, and and then uh, Sugar Rush. Same actress that's in the setup is also in Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush was uh, more of a comedy. It was fun. Oh, Banky W is in it as well. Um, oh, bad, bad. It was fun. So, so far, out of all the films I watch, I'm making a top five list because um, on October 1st, uh, I'm part of Careful for Spoilers. And one of those moments, I want to drop a top five Nollywood, Nollywood Netflix uh, movie list to watch. And it seems fitting to drop it October 1st. October 1st is a very big day for, for people of Los Angeles. Grandest um, day of them all. It's, yeah, it's Independence Day and it's the release of our merch. So, Bro. Really excited, really excited, <sighs> so, of course, why not drop a top five Nollywood article, you know, uh, on that day too? Um, I've seen some really bad movies. Uh, well, let me go to the two movies that were cool, but I wouldn't put them on top five. The Wedding Party. That was, it also has Banky W and the same actress that's in the setup and Sugar Rush. Now, my, okay. when I saw him, I was like, all right, you know, because uh, Banky W is, he's the, he's the groom, his family is Igbo, and then um, Adesla's family, Tony Lopez's family is Yoruba, so it's the Igbo. Hey, yo, I did see that one, and I was like, yeah. this has so much potential, and it just felt wasted. So my issue was the uh, the uh, friend of the of the bride coming as a white woman and, and it just it just threw me off and I was like okay you know it, it can be expected but she she was trying so hard to, so hard. to, to be Bro. like yeah I pay attention to Niger culture and everything Bro. and I was I was like, like chill right, like you need but to then, chill <laughs> yeah and then I saw that there's the wedding party too. Where she is the uh, the bride, no, and I'm no, like, okay, given the drama that we get from the wedding party one, 
I'm not good. sure I'm cool with yeah, I'm white people wearing native wear and Jesus. having beef. It's just, it just don't, it just don't sit like the, her dad was yelling that he's in full at Barash, right. Pila, right. and I'm like, mm, sir, relax, <laughs> relax, yeah, with a British sir. accent, I'm like, fall, slow fall back, fall back. <laughs> it felt Chief, like colonialism all over again. So this <laughs> doesn't feel Keep pushing it on me. Bro. They're like, so you like, want to watch the wedding party too next? And I'm like, no. Nah, I'm straight. Like, like conceptually, <laughs> Plot like the the idea of the film. I'm like, okay, this like I said, great potential. But that little wrinkle of the friend was like, well, I couldn't get over that as well. I feel you. I feel you, Abe. Yeah. And now you're telling me to uh, watch the sequel. Watch one that's centered around her and nah, fam. That that's like that's like watching a a a a Medea movie. And they go ask you to watch the spinoff film focused on the one character in the movie you didn't like. Yeah. Shout out to and Tyler it Perry, by the way. The dynamic at all. Not at all. But yeah, Just, then there were some. There were some movies that were rough. Um, one of them was called, well, it was uh, the fate, the fate of Alakari, um, the event planner. It was just it centered around uh, Tony Abraham. She is just a perpetual liar. And uh, you know she it's it, it was basically a critique on social media and the desire for clout, you know, in Nigeria. So her and her friends they always taking pictures on social media, like basically stunting a life they don't live. And so she gets caught up because she's like, oh, you know, she's going around to party events that she has no idea about with her with her best friend, and saying like, yes, I I planned all of this. I planned all of this. This the movie premiere for Sugar Rush. Yes. Uh, Alex Apupo, yes, he's my friend though. And then she, when she heard how event planning makes money, she's like, all right, let me go advertise myself to several people. So she's like, yes, um, you know, I just I just worked with Tiwa Savage. We planned her party. And so the person's like, oh, work? Okay, I know Tiwa. Let me call her up. It's like, ah, no, 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 no. Don't worry. It was, it was through someone else. We never directly spoke to her. But it was Two Face who called us. She's like, ah, Two Face just left. Let me call. It's like, ah, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And I'm like, see, you getting caught up in lies. And Man. one of them, they were like, they were like, yes, uh, oh, I, it was actually my family. I, it was me who hooked up, um, uh, let me see, who was the famous Nigerian? Uh, for, for all intents and purposes, because I forgot specifically who, let me just say uh, uh, Banky W, right? It was me who set up Banky W with his wife. I, I was like, yes, we're good friends. And so she's like, oh, okay, let me call Becky W. She's like, ah, why would you do that? Because I'm his wife. And it was like, oh, <laughs> Got him, coach. <laughs> Got him, coach. The whole movie was just like, you constantly lying. Um, uh, uh, this man um, called Swaggy, uh, Swaggy Jeff or Swanky Jeff, some, something like that. I guess he's uh, a more recent um, Niger personality. Uh, he wants to throw a birthday for his for his girlfriend and so he made the budget 18 million so he gave them 15 million naira up front so they they brought it down to one million naira just spending it on partying looking good for social media going on yacht you know drinking with uh with girls having all the finest books right Tony the woman and her best friend was morning salute um so then dropped down to one million 
he calls to check and like, so what's good with this party? He's like, oh, you know, yeah, everything's going fine, but I need more cash. So more naira, two million more naira. He's like, okay, cool. He sends it to her. Next, you know, well, it's like a day or two before the party. They are down to 150,000 naira. Like y'all really. The day before. 17. Yes, so y'all blew Bro. 17 million naira. Bro. Like, no, all you have to do is just plan the party and keep the profit. Like, I was just, it was a frustrating movie to watch because it's like, yo, what is, is this? I mean, I'm not going to say it was a good movie. I, it wasn't. It was kind of boring. It's just like the concept line was just, ugh. so there have been some misses, but there have been some good good movies on my Nollywood uh, journey. And I see that there are shows too. So I'm definitely excited to, you know, I need to wrap up my own uh, live action show before I start the new ones. But yeah. Yeah. Good old live action. Speaking of films, there have been some films that have dropped lately, bro. Um, yeah. Most notably, I'm just, I'm just going to rattle off just, you know, Disney's Jungle Cruise. Have you seen Jungle Cruise yet? No, nah, I don't expect you to have watched Jungle Cruise. No, I Cruise. haven't. No. Okay. I, I wouldn't expect that from you. Um, Fast Nine. Yeah, you watch of course, Fast Nine. Of okay, yeah. and uh, the I think the the one that I was really waiting for, uh, Suicide Squad. Yep. Fan. Yep. Watch that. I, I I wasn't mad at Suicide Squad, not one bit. Um, let's okay, and this will be. I think we'll go spoiler free on this one. We'll be gracious to y'all because the film is only a week old at the time of this recording. Compared to the first Suicide Squad, because this is a reboot, um, what are your thoughts? Uh, just comparing the two. Better, because the plot made more sense, right? Um, uh, the thing about Suicide Squad, the, the air version, was like it, it went one direction and then completely did a 180 with Enchantress, basically going being the actual antagonist. And it's like, I guess, like it just it just seemed it just seemed weird, right? Especially since Amanda Waller put this team together, uh, like she she would be somewhat aware of, of stuff like this, right? I would think. But then you know, when the second one, there was well, it wasn't mainly on Amanda Waller, but on her team, why there were certain things like such as people can't swim, uh, uh, blood sport was afraid of rats, it's, you know. But in that first one, the air cut, just the plot was just not cohesive. It did not flow well. It did not keep me engaged. It, it actually took me out of the film when they decided to introduce that plot twist. I'm not saying plot twists are bad. We love plot twists, but that one just didn't make sense at all. Now, when we got to um, James Gunn's version, it was a, it was as wild and ridiculous as you expect any movie about the Suicide Squad to be especially when you have a character like Harley Quinn, right? Um, and Stole the honestly, show. Like, Stole the show. Yeah, e easily, easily. And honestly, like, you know, people have their critiques about James Gunn and whatnot, um, but Suicide Squad is, is right up his alley. It, it really is right up his alley because, I mean, we all know his work with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and still, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 is way better than Volume 2 because Volume 2, for me, the comedy felt forced. Volume 1, the comedy felt natural. 
But with Suicide Squad, James Gunn can be as ridiculous and over the top with the comedy as he wants, and it can still flow well. It can still fit. In my That's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you remember when after, uh, you know, Quinn did what she did in the in the palace, and then she's going, making her way out, and just the, the imagery, the aesthetics, like the flowers, and it's just like, yo, this is a very violent scene that Extremely is basically being, like, made fun of. Yeah, right. and it's just like, <laughs> not flowers, just <laughs> basically flowing from behind her, like, this is a cartoon. Right. So it worked well for me. Yeah, I felt much the same way uh, as you. The... I felt like the first Suicide Squad fell into the same category as the majority of the live action DC films that we've seen, as if they like it was hastily made in an effort to try to match with whatever Marvel's doing, because DC has been on the back foot since day one, especially when they missed the boat with uh, dropping that Justice League, initial Justice League film that they that was scheduled to drop in 20, 2008, and then and they ended up scrapping the project. So ever since that moment, like that was their moment to take the lead. And they didn't. And then Marvel dropped that first Iron Man and it was a wrap, G. So that Suicide Squad felt like it was in the same uh, vein as, as all the other DC films that we've seen. But this one right here, this one was, was well-baked. It was cooked in the James Gunn, Zack Snyder crock pot. Oh, man, it was cooked well. And th- I think that was the other thing was, uh, that I had questions about was, ooh, would it be a style clash with James Gunn and Zack Snyder? But what it felt like was a James Gunn uh, storyline and uh, and what's the word I'm looking for? And scripting and a dialogue with Zack Snyder aesthetics and visuals. That's exactly what it felt with like, and it was a beautiful marriage of the two. There's going, I'm pretty sure, off of this, there either be a sequel or for sure someone's going to get a spinoff something. Oh, well, um, we know John Cena's Peacemaker is getting a series. That's what it is. Okay, yeah, that, that that's what it is. Okay. But uh, yeah, but overall, like, I thought it was, it's, it, 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 and it melded well, like you said, the ridiculousness of just James Gunn's brain and his, his brand of humor with some seriousness oh and it was a little it was a little preachy had 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 some messaging in there um for the times that we live in uh so i i thought overall like it did uh, it did a great job as a great piece of art i enjoyed it i know uh and i think after the first three days it was 96 on rotten tomatoes as of today it's 91 uh but rotten tomatoes aside because it can be can be faulty i would recommend just from Osa standpoint, y'all go check that thing out. I'm sure Abe will say the same thing right now. Yeah, yeah. Y'all go check that thing out. Go check it out. It's a fun, wild, ridiculous movie, you know? Like, ain't nothing wrong with it. It's two hours of ridiculousness. I'm not saying it's perfect. Yeah, you know, it just, it's fun. It's fun. Compared to a lot of what we've seen of late, it's, it's, it's fun. And it's, this is a weird, you watch it on HBO Max, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a weird time to be watching films because I think we got yeah, so yeah. used to not going to the movie theaters that it's almost like, I mean, this is a film we could have seen in theaters, and it's like, I, I think I'll just watch it at home. I don't know what the, the experience would have been if, 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 if you know, the, the, the audio and the visuals would have been different for me sitting in IMAX watching this, but I was perfectly okay watching it in the comfort of my own home. 
Yeah, no, and you know what? Since we're we're talking about this, we have to bring up the whole Scarjo situation. Um, so did you? Did you are are you aware about what's been going on between Scarlett Johansson and Disney? Scarlett Johansson and who? And Disney. No, I'm not okay, here. So Scarlett Scarlett Johansson um is suing Disney, basically to uh because she feels that she hasn't been paid what she's due since. The contract that she had. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. now I'm remembering. But for so the viewers who don't so know. Then, yeah, so Scarlett Johansson's contract and most of um, many actors and actresses' contracts uh, re- were made before the pandemic when it comes to like the MCU and whatnot, um, especially for those longstanding, which, you know, unfortunately for. Uh, Scarjo, she's basically one of the last original members. Okay, so of course, movie did not meet expectations at the box office because we are in a pandemic. It still did well. It just didn't, you know. Honestly, I think Black Widow could have made six hundred mil easily. Um, in a non-pandemic the- year, and if it had come out when it was yeah. originally supposed to drop, for sure. Yeah, but now um, it it only made about three sixty. However, uh, she's only being paid for what was made in a box office. Now, you know, people who have Disney Plus, certain movies you have to pay to watch. You have to pay a $30 access. Premier access, baby. Yeah, and so Black Widow, at least the first weekend or two, made 30 mil just off the streaming platform. She doesn't see a dollar of that. And the problem is, is that she's been trying to rework her contract for a while, allegedly been trying to rework the contract for a while and Disney hadn't been budging but she wasn't going to say anything until after the movie dropped because you know she did the press tour and everything and nobody had any idea that she wasn't happy because she was she kept it professional I, I admire that um but then after the movie came out and people met people were like yo this was dope you know it sucks that it didn't come out when it was supposed to it sucks that you know the people aren't really going to move theaters but they enjoyed it right um, even me myself, I did a complete 180 on my thoughts about the movie. I thought it would be good, but I enjoyed it, right? This is true. Y'all so, can check episode um, 18 for, for our, Abe's thoughts on it. Exactly. But uh, Disney, when it came out publicly that she was filing a lawsuit, Disney's response was that she gave, that they are ashamed and disgusted at how insensitive she seemed to all those who have lost their lives during the pandemic. And I nearly lost, lost my mind. I mean, I couldn't believe that Disney would say something so callous like that, as if they weren't having people work during a pandemic. Now, all of a sudden, because one of your uh, employees is demanding to get paid just compensation for the work that she's been doing, you're now saying, like, oh, you're being insensitive. You know, there are people dying in a pandemic. Like, think of them. What's that got to do with my with what you owe me? Like, are you, are you paying? Are you using my money to... To help with pandemic relief, you know, are you are you helping? Are you taking care of all your employees you got working during pandemic? Are you ensuring that everybody's safe? Like, what what that got to do with me? Because mind you, uh, Scarlett Johansson helped produce or direct um, Black Widow, and she brought in a a new director who Kevin Feige has been raving about. Kevin Feige was so excited. He was like, yo, I, I look forward to possibly working with Scarlett Johansson in the future. I had so much fun. 
and the friend that she brought along was great and all that stuff. And then Disney says that Kevin Feige was also really upset. And it's just like, okay. But it raised a great question. We are in a post-pandemic world, right? Movie theaters, movie theaters have always been declining before the pandemic, but then the pandemic exercise is like downfall. It's not dead yet, but it is dying. So what does this mean for actors moving forward? You know, because now you can't expect your money to, to be made exclusively to the box office because people are dropping your stuff on streaming platforms. Now Disney makes you pay for it. HBO Max lets you watch it free. Peacock lets you lets you watch it free. I think Paramount might let you watch it free too. Paramount Plus like lets you watch it free. Yeah. Where, yeah. So it's like, hey, you can watch it free for like 30 days after release, right? So Disney's Disney Plus was the only one. Mind you, when Mulan came out, people were like thirty dollars. Like, okay. And then people saw Mulan, it was like it wasn't worth thirty dollars. And then HBO Max was like, we're gonna drop Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four for free and people like Mulan. This is this Disney, this is what you should have done with Mulan. Of course, Wonder yep. Woman nineteen eighty four was Dr- what did they do? Oh, HBO Max, they <laughs> drop it for a limited time. I think it's for it's for yeah, thirty days, I think they month. drop it for. Oh, yeah, thirty yeah, days. Exactly. All their films, all their big blockbuster films drop for a month. You know, Wonder Woman, Mortal Kombat, Godzilla vs. Kong, Suicide Squad. Is, Space and Jam. And they dropped that one like a oh, early. Space, Space Jam. Jam. Yeah. We didn't even talk about Space Jam. Space Jam. I haven't seen it either. And See, I here's my thing. I refuse to. I, it's not that, it's, it's not an anti-LeBron type thing. It's just for me, I know that the 90s version, like that was meant for me. And I don't want to go into this one. I know I'm going to go into it comparing. And I don't think that's fair. Like, this Space Jam is meant for this generation. And I'm perfectly content with this generation enjoying it. I don't need to partake. Like, hey, LeBron. Wow. Um, let, let, let this generation enjoy Space Jam. I'm, I'm an old head. When it comes to that movie, I still love the original. And I, I just know I'd be completely unfair, constantly comparing it to the original when it shouldn't be. And so why put myself through that? I can that's a, that's a really life. mature take from you. That's a really mature take. I appreciate that. I'm not even mad at that. Yeah, it's just like, you know, let, let people have it. Because I know, because, um, I mean, in itself, people have been coming back with uh, mixed reviews mm-hmm. like on the extreme. And uh, people who have reacted negatively to it, the common denominator has been like, they're old. comparing it to Jordan. Yeah. And it's like, look, look, you shouldn't be comparing it to Jordan. You shouldn't. It's it's different. And let's let's not act like Jordan Space Jam was a perfect masterpiece. No, it, it wasn't. But it's just, you know, for the time and the presence, it was just a fun movie. It was a fun movie. And I'm content with that. Um, but other people like it, you know. I know that they did a LeBron did a good job of paying homage to a lot of WB properties, similar to like how Ready Player One always referenced a lot of like uh, Spielberg uh, properties and whatnot. Iron right, right. Other pop culture references. Yeah, yeah. So that's what a new legacy did with WB properties, and it's like, yo, that's cool, but I'm not interested. You know, you feel me? So um, yeah, I, yeah. But to I think to answer your question, though, in regards to the film industry and and what's going down, I definitely think we are in a new era when it comes to yeah to film viewership. We're in a new era when it comes to viewership. Period, because of course of of what I'd call the Netflix effect, 
um, the ability to watch things on demand. And so everything getting dropped at once and you can watch it on demand. Like kids these days don't, I say kids these days, I think in our current cultural and societal moment, people in general can't even appreciate commercials. Think about that. Remember when you were a kid and you had to watch the commercials? People, uh, th this current moment that we live in, people can't appreciate the the anticipation and the suspense of waiting till next week to watch the next episode coming out. That's why I personally appreciate what Disney Plus has done with dropping episodes one by one weekly and not dropping a full series all at the same time. Uh, this current cultural moment that we live in, everything is on demand. And so that that ability to control, I think, is created for us uh, or created a an opportunity that HBO Max is seized on, that Disney Plus is seized on. Well, Disney Plus, not so much with Premier Access, but HBO Plus for sure is seized on. Yeah. Think about it. I have, like you said, 30 days HBO to watch Max. a film. <laughs> You don't call them HBO Plus, HBO Max. HBO Max, thank you. Coffee hasn't kicked in. <laughs> I, I have 30 days to watch a film, and they give me notifications when it's like the last week to watch a film or a slate of films that is slated to, to transition off. So I know, okay, if I, for example, they just gave me the notification this morning that I have two days to watch Space Jam. By the time y'all hear this, it'll probably be the last day you can watch Space Jam done August 15th on HBO Max. It's been capitalized on. And so I think, yes, contracts need to be restructured to uh, accommodate uh, the work that actors are doing because it's a different moment. And with what Disney's response was to ScarJo was both uh, insensitive, uh, lack flexibility, and really was selective outrage. I think it was indicative of the time that we live in, uh, we, where, where folks selectively get outraged at what they want to get outraged at. But don't, but uh, but won't keep that same energy for things that really, if we look at, yeah, you should probably be outraged about that as well. And and so the the, the what that creates is this false dichotomy or this false uh, division of saying, well, this is important and that's not important. Uh, folks, uh, folks dying in a pandemic is important, but the the crews and the the, the employees that you had working through the pandemic aren't as important. You feel me? So that level of selective outrage is is ridiculous. And Disney needs to go ahead and cough up the check and cough up that bag to ScarJo. That's ridiculous. To to to, to do that and to to do that and to afford a um even the dogs are ticked off. To do that and yeah, to it yeah, it, it, it not laying having it. To do that is disrespectful disrespectful to those who've yeah. lost their lives. And, and it's, it's indicative also of another trend that I've noticed, and, and we'll transition after this. And that is, uh, in this age that we live in, people using uh, numbers and tragedies to justify their insensitivity. I can't tell you how much I've heard through over the past, what are we, we're in August now. So that means we've, we've been in this weird pandemic space at least now for... 17 or 18 months and hearing people throw numbers around casually to make their point now realizing folks behind every number is a name attached to every name is a family 
And attached to every family is grief and is loss. And for us to frivolously throw around numbers, for Disney to frivolously throw around, oh, well, to the, it's disrespectful to the people who lost their lives. Disney, can you name those names? Do you know the stories? Uh, how, many of those, how many of those names and those stories are attached to your company? How many of those names and those stories were your employees? Did you cover funeral costs? Like, so this, this, this false, uh, this false self, this, I'm sorry, this self-righteousness, Disney, you can miss me with that. And folks, do better. Do better. We we always seek to, to, to shed some light on this, this program. And I would say this, do better, folks. Stop using numbers and statistics to prove your points. Stop using and manipulating numbers and statistics. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can hold the fact that, yes, there are 600, uh, I think 613,000 people who've lost their lives this pandemic in this country. On the flip side as well, there are people who uh, who have had to work through this pandemic to, to make a living. Both people, both sets and groups of people are deserving of care, are deserving of attention, are deserving of support. And for us to make one look like it's greater than the other, like, come on. we. Sometimes I just sit back and I look at us as humans and I just have to shake my head, particularly here in this country. Um, any thoughts on that before we, 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 we take a bounce? Look, it's just uh, there's rumors that Disney might just cut all ties with Scarlett Johansson. It's just like, I mean, because at the end of the day, it's unfortunate for ScarJo, but she, she may become a martyr. Because this, this means this is affecting every actor now moving forward. So a lot of eyes are on how this situation is being handled because, again, the streaming numbers, Disney you know, gets monetary value from their movies. They can get immediate monetary value. You need to pay $30 to watch movies like Black Widow, to watch Jungle Cruise, to watch Luella, Mulan, uh, definitely Spider-Man, No Way Home, definitely Shang-Chi. You're going to need to pay $30. Other streaming platforms, you don't have the monetary, the direct monetary um, influence. But I know HBO Max just recently, literally like days ago, signed a, a, a deal with AMC to drop their movies exclusively for 45 days at AMC theaters before bringing it to HBO Max streaming platform. It's like, okay, you know, I like that because, you know, box office, 45 days in the theaters, you're going to get the most you can get from the box office in that, in that case. It makes sense rather than doing simultaneous release or even a, a two-week staggered release. You basically have a month and a half between box office release, and then streaming platform release. So we'll see how that works. But moving forward, a lot of contracts need to be renegotiated anyway to reflect that. And um, there's no exact science to it just yet. So we'll see what happens. Um, it just, I was really disappointed by Disney. It was just a heartless, like, ignorant, ignorant response to this. Johansson, and, and that bothers me a lot. That bothers me. Highly disappointing. Uh, since we... I, I kind of ended my thought talking about some disappointment I have right now with the way we as a people are handling things in this country. We might as well talk about countries. Let's talk about we we ah, man, I, I wish we had had more time in life to cover this week by week. But let's just get it all in at once. Let's talk about the Olympics, Abe, bro. First of all, let the, for, let's just set the scene. OK, in case viewers, you 
wondering why, if you watch the Olympics, you're wondering why they're calling it the 2020 Olympics, even though it's 2021. Olympics were supposed to take place last year, but there was no way they were going to take place in the middle of a pandemic. That was crazy. I remember on this program and what other program? Oh, also with my boys uh, over on Reformed Hooligans, as, as the days were inching closer and closer to the Olympics and wondering, is it really going to happen? And here we are. It didn't happen. But fast forward a year, 2020 Olympics took place in Tokyo. And I'll be I, real talk, Abe. I thought probably spring, spring of this year, that okay, things are numbers are starting to kind of to to kind of level out, and and yes, we're still for all intents and purposes in a pandemic. However, like numbers are dropping. Well, the Olympics might might not be so bad. And then stuff started spiking. Numbers started spiking. So. I feel like it was even up to to the week of the Olympics. You see the the Japanese government making just rapid fire decisions and changes. The most notable of which was no was no fans in the arenas for any competitions. The only quote unquote fans were coaches. So I, I mean, watching the opening ceremony, for example, with no fans, crazy experience. Who would have thought? Opening ceremony, it was weird. It crazy. Was weird. It was crazy, by the way. That they. they yeah, but crazy, and and watching competitions. Like I'm, I, I'm watching my personal favorite, and I, and I get we'll get back to it in a moment. Watching track and field, and watching, for example, uh, uh, jumpers and, and long jump and triple jump doing the you know the clap to get the crowd hype. But there's no real cl- crowd to, to 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 follow you in the clap to get you hyped. It was it was it was weird. It was definitely weird. It didn't feel like an Olympic year. But nevertheless, we had an Olympic Games. Hey, what were your takeaways from the Games? Um, look, I, I tweeted about this. It, I was so ashamed of myself because I wasn't able to watch any of the Olympics live. Um, I just, it was just so tough because the time zone difference, like you had to really be up early or stay up real late to, to catch it live on Peacock. Um, so I, a lot of my Olympic consumption for replays and highlights um, and it just took me out of it it really did it just took me out of it because you know we're in an age of social media where the results move fast and one thing's for sure is that twitter um and the olympics did a did a good job of constantly pushing the olympics on twitter constantly showing highlights and, and, and revealing who won so i'm not mad at them but for me it just took it out because i'm so used to watching Olympics live with my family um just turning on, coming whether it's coming home from summer school or coming home from work, and then hey, let's go on the Olympics and let's just start watching whatever that happens to be on that day. Um, especially when you have cable, right? But now we're in an age where no one really has cable anymore, or at least cable consumption is, is declining because people just have streaming platforms. And shout out to Peacock for being a, a great streaming platform for well being one of few streaming platforms that show the Olympics. It's just that again, I I caught nothing live. So just I didn't have a great Olympic experience. I really didn't. It, it, it was it was lackluster for me. And on top of that, given all the drama surrounding the Olympics, you know, like Shakari Richardson, um, the USA men's basketball team, uh, there were a couple of positive cases in the beginning. It just and then you had the the drama over the uniforms that some of the women athletes were wearing, like, oh, 
y'all need to to be wearing these like bikinis when it's like we want to wear shorts. It was just it was one of the messiest messiest Olympics and rings of memory for me. Um, so I was I was just overall disappointed. I really was overall disappointed. I mean, U.S. started off slow. If we're just gonna focus on uh, gold medal count and medal count, but they finished strong. Still, after how many Olympics, still holding being number one in most gold Olympics won, still being number one in most total uh, medals won. Um, uh, and it's just like cool, but again, it just it just felt messy, and I couldn't really dive in and get involved as like the true sports fan that I know I, I am, as the passionate sports fan I am, because trust me, when it comes to the Olympics, I love, love, love watching the track and field events. I stand those events the most out of the Olympics. It's not basketball, it's not soccer that I watch a lot, it's track and field, it's water polo, it's handball, it's beach volleyball, it's regular volleyball. I watch a lot of the other sports that don't get pushed as much in the States. And um, I, yeah, I was just I was about to say, bro, you know who didn't have a good Olympic experience as well? The United States. Um, let, let's just be honest. From the level of domination that we've come to see from the United States across the board, right? Even in the gold medal count, like you mentioned, yes, they came with the most golds with 39, but that was one more than China who had 38. And the U.S., it, it, you look across the board in e events and sports that the U.S. is traditionally dominated in, nowhere to be found. Track and field, the big one. Mentioned I'd come back to track and field. The United States came away with two gold medals across all track and field events this Olympics, which is an all-time low. Yeah. Two golds. Abe, I'm not used to it. I'm definitely not used to it. Me as a, a – I grew up – Especially in track and field? Whoa. Okay, I grew up in the 90s. In track and field is Jamaica. You feel me? Yeah, J Jamaica came through and did 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 their thing, but the U.S. Yeah, had here with two golds, two golds. Even looking at the the gold the gold medal game for U.S. men's basketball, I mean, sorry for the the basketball tournament. U.S. men's basketball, I wasn't I was not inspired nor impressed. I really did not think they would make it out of the group stage. They can thank Kevin Kevin Durant for getting them out of the group stage. I must say Kevin Garnett. They could have used Kevin Garnett, but they 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 can thank and, Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum. Oh, J Jason Tatum. Hey, yo, Jason Tatum off the bench was look was doing his best Olympic yeah. mellow impersonation. That's what he was doing. Yeah, he was. He, he came through. I didn't want him being there. Bro. I didn't want him being there because, I mean, he had COVID. And he yeah. even admits he's made it known that he's still affected by COVID symptoms to this mm -hmm. day. And, you know, I just wanted you to heal. He also had other injuries. I, I preferred that he took this time off because it was weird, you know? But uh, he did his thing. Um, hey, shout out to the women's national team for for they had a, a better time uh, winning their gold for sure. Um, so shout out to them. Did you see the celebration video? I did. Oh, Respect. Diane Taurasi was. Uh, Diane Taurasi, she in there like, hey, let me pop it. Hey, let me pop it. Right. I'm like, oh my goodness. That's how you feel, huh? That's how you feel, right? <laughs> right. It's crazy. So congrats to the women's team. Congrats for and, and not just for the women's team like winning, but doing what we've come in and expect them to do. The the like I said, the men's team. I watched the the gold medal game, and as I was watching the gold medal game, I could have sworn these dudes were going to lose to France. Rudy Gobert was going to have his Olympic mm -hmm. moment, his one shining moment. 
Um, but instead, he ended up crying yeah. again, just like he did when he didn't get that All Star selection a, a couple oh, seasons ago. Oh, uh, the, coming out his neck, huh? I'm coming. I'm coming with that long neck. Um, the it, it just man, it was just terrible to watch. Just the the the, the Olympics for the United States. I'm used to watching and knowing, oh, we about to win this event, and it's like, no, no, you're not. Also, heartbreak since we we are Nigerian. Um, top Nigerian sprinter on the men's side, bro, was was a, a favorite, a favorite to double or to to be competitive in the uh, in the one and the two hundred. And what goes on and happens? Heartbreak Hotel. Okay, Olusoju Fasuba goes ahead, my man's, and false starts out of the hundred. Shout out, by the way, to to um the dude from Italy who won the hundred. I can't remember his name, but um, what do you call it? But the uh, looking at Italy, um, and their four by one team specifically. You know what it gave me vibes of? It gave me vibes of France winning the World Cup in twenty twenty in twenty eighteen. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Cause that whole team looked like Team Colonizer, bro. Team. <laughs> Colonizer. Lamont Jacobs, that's his name. Team Colonizer, bro. Like that team. If I tell you Olympic, if I tell you Italy four by one relay team, what are you expecting to see? I'm expecting to see melanin after melanin after melanin after melanin. From Italy though? That's what I'm expecting. Oh no, from Italy, no. I'm expecting to see a, a lack of melanin, maybe a little melanin, and then more lack of melanin. <laughs> Three out of the four guys on that four by one team from Italy had were darker than my son. Yeah, which is surprising. I didn't expect, you know, hey, it just shows you that that melanin is popping out across across the world. But but also <laughs> also these favorite athletes. The, these countries are uh are have some pretty low standards for what it looks like to uh to be able to compete for your country in the Olympics. So here we are looking also at, uh, like you said, some of the sports that don't get love, right? Those are the ones I like watching as well. Those are the ones I, I forced my wife to watch with me. I had her watching. Um, what did I have her watch? Oh, I had her watch handball with me. She was like, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't handball. I said, this, this is handball, babe. This, this is handball. This is oh. real handball. That game's intense too, by the way. The other one that got me got yeah, me down a rabbit hole was race walking. Not speed walking, y'all, but race walking. Listen, that's an intense sport. These okay, dudes yeah, out there. That they added that, that. No, I was I was like, really? what? They really added that. Like, Bro, listen, listen, listen. Walking? Race walking, not power walking, race walking. Listen, these dudes out here doing 31 miles, 50 kilometers. 31 miles in, in, in faster time than it takes most people to run a marathon. Wild. And, and, and they, got, they got cards, just like soccer. So if you get, uh, what is it, three red cards, you can be kicked off the race. And here's the big thing you can get a red card for is bending your knees too much. Because if you bend your knees too much, it's basically <laughs> like you're in a running motion. It's intense, man. They out here intense with it. Real intense. The Olympics, y'all, oh, will will always be a moment, I think, to bring the world together. Of course, mm-hmm. this 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 go around at the Olympics was just disappointing, bro. I have, yeah, I was I, I wasn't that hyped or excited. 
I don't I don't fully blame the Olympics themselves. It's just that it's it's we're in different times. You know, everything is going to look different, and the Olympics was definitely one that we thought would um we'd be foolish to think that it wouldn't be affected by the pandemic. We just didn't know to what extent. Um, and hey, well, first of all, I do want to say shout out to the Olympics for adding skateboarding. Yo, you took the words right. That's exactly where I was going to go, bro. Yeah. And it was a great competition to watch as well. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, it sort of been built as Tony Hawk is still in the sponsor. You know, he would have won like hella medal. Like oh, Tony bro, Hawk at the base of the skateboarding Olympic event. Crazy. You know, Crazy. Tony Hawk is 60, bro. What you mean out his prime? He's way yeah. past his prime. I mean, well, it was recently that, you know, they dropped a, um, a video of him trying to do some of the moves he could do, and he was struggling. It was just like, yo, why would you record this and post this? Like, we don't want to see, we don't want to see this man struggling to do stuff that we know him for. Like, hey, let you him, feel me? Let him Disappointing. Go peace, you know? So, don't be, don't be posting his, his struggles like this, but, uh, hey, at least Disappointing. Hey, hey, and shout out for on the women's side um, to Sky Brown from Great Britain. Okay, thirteen years old, out there doing it on the skateboard. You know, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, also, let's not forget, Abe. Let's not. We're forgetting probably one of the biggest shout outs. Shout out to Simone Biles. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to Simone oh, Biles. My, oh my goodness. Um, her and, and, and Naomi Osaka, he, they, they, this circles us back. I feel like there are probably like three, three common themes we keep landing on, on this program in the, in the, the two volumes we've been doing this. Number one is change starts with you. You can be the change in community. You don't got to wait for the powers that be in, in government to make change. Number two, mental health is important. Okay. Your mental health is yeah. important and number three which i think falls right in line with it is that athletes are people too they are not just entertainers they are not um your personal entertainment uh but they are people too and we saw on the forefront over the olympics and right before the olympics as well with naomi osaka taking time off for her mental health we saw just the vile and the vitriol that comes back from people when you tell them listen i for my for my better my Betterment and my well-being, I'm I'm gonna say no. I am going to say no. Simone Biles in the all-around competition had a a, a really bad uh, had a really bad performance at one of the events. Ends up saying she was gonna sit out the rest of the all-around competition. People were in an uproar, uproar. Once again, a, a moment of selective outrage and people using numbers and statistics. For their own to prove their own personal point, right? Here's number one: kudos to Simone Biles for saying no, and number two, big kudos to her for doing the classy thing, which we wouldn't expect anything less from her, of staying on the sideline and cheering on her team. And because she she knew she knew she wouldn't be able to put forth her best performance, steps aside, gives someone else a chance, right? Because creating a platform for people is so necessary, so very necessary. And in doing so, um, who was it who replaced her? 
I don't remember the girl's name, but she came through and did her thing. She came through and did her thing. And so for folks to sit there and say that, well, you know, Simone Biles, she, she, she's showing us that, um, that, that, you know, if, if, if you're weak, you're just gonna, um, you, you, you just, you just tap out and you need, you know, it's showing kids a lack of toughness and so on and so forth. Jade Carey, that was her name. It's, 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 it's a lack of weakness. Here's the thing to say no and create a platform for someone else and cheer them on, I think takes more guts and I think takes more, uh, more fortitude than it would be to just say, oh, I'm just going to stick it out. Because here's the other thing is she was diagnosed with a case of the twisties. And if you're not familiar with the twisties or you think it's just the hairstyle that uh, Abe's hair is about to be in sometime in the next month or two, <laughs> uh, you are wrong. The twisties. Now, when I heard what the twisties were, I said, yeah, I'm good. Uh, so here it is. Twisties is the feeling of being lost in the air, making an athlete unable to complete skills to their usual ability. It's a mental performance issue that many top gymnasts have also experienced, and it can be dangerous. Listen, y'all, the twisties are not to be, uh, I can't even put it on the same level as the, what is it, the yips? Yeah, I, I wouldn't even put it on the same level as the yips. The twisties is far more dangerous. Imagine you're in the air doing a quadruple, I don't even know the name of some of these gymnastics terms. You're doing good four revolutions in the air, and you all of a sudden don't know where you're at? Man, you fall and break your neck with a quickness. So shout out to Simone Biles for taking care and not caving to the pressure of people because I didn't know I I didn't know all these people that, that were were gym gymnastics experts. Okay, we live in a time where everybody feels like they can share their opinion just because they have access via social media, and just because you have an opinion doesn't mean it needs to be shared. Keep it to yourself. Uh. Yeah, that was that was oh, that was because mind-lifting. you remember not only that then you know how people came and attacked Simone Biles, but Djokovic, what he did and what he was able to get away with, how he, he oh bro and then left bro. his doubles partner high and drive. that was crazy. But that was crazy as well. No nobody said a thing. Him. And nope, no, nobody said a thing, oh. right? Nobody said it. it's crazy how literally what what did uh what did uh the the prophetess Lauren Hill said they hail you to nail you that's exactly what they did with Simone Biles oh she's the goat she's going into this Olympic game she's going to sweep she's going to do all of it she's going to do never before seen moves and then the moment she says listen I I, I got to tap out y'all want to y'all want to crucify her stop it keep that same energy literally man time off like you said. Came back and and won a bronze medal. Yeah, won won a bronze. Like, on on the what was it on like, the on the beam yeah, on the beam she, on the balance she, beam. Yeah, at least she came back and did something. Where Djokovic just said, "You know what? I'm, I'm out. over this. I, I'm, I'm out. Not doing this single stuff. And, oh, Stop it. That doubles match I have. Yeah, screw. Forget that. it. You you on your own. Yeah, you on your own, bro. Stop it. Stop it. A I'm whole tantrum and ain't nobody judging. Okay. Listen, All like right. I said. And I will continue to say, K T S E. Keep that same energy, y'all. But these Olympics didn't feel like an Olympics, but it's okay. The moment has passed. We'll be all right. Um, but I want to circle back to something. U.S. men's basketball, uh, USA men's basketball. Uh, just quick, quick hitter thoughts. I definitely feel like no one on the Bucks should have been playing uh, in, in the Olympics. Yeah, no. Nah. 
I'm looking at you. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Go ahead. Drew Middleton. Yeah, Drew um, Middleton. Y'all just won. Chill. Take Chill. it easy. It's Take it vacation. easy. Go to Cancun. Go to know? Cancun. Man, do the new banana boat. Uh, Damian right. Lillard. Damian Lillard. I don't appreciate your 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 fake heroics. Not fake heroics, but your your attempted heroics. Uh, Damian Lillard did not look like Dame Lillard in the Olympics, and it came out after the Olympics that he had a major abdominal in- injury, and so now he's going to be reevaluated. So potentially, you just jeopardized the start of your season for what? For what? The team could have won the gold medal without you, based on the way you played. They could have won that gold medal without you. Okay, you were basically a decoy unless, out there. Unless this is his way to try to force a trade out of Portland. So, I, and I think, I think that's what I'm thinking. Is he? It's it's just another thing to try to force a trade out of Portland. He was, uh, he, he was kind of made the scapegoat for what went down with Jason Kidd, and then now the hiring of Chauncey. And there's already rumors that he would try to use that to force his way out. And then now you throw in this injury. But Dame, Dame is saying all the right things right now if he's not leaving and all of that. So. We don't know remains to be seen. And like you said as well, Abe, you said earlier, but I think it bears repeating. Shout out to Jason Tatum for looking not just like Olympic Mellow, but for Jason Tatum is really coming into his own. I'm really excited for what the next season is going to look like for him. And with that, we have to get into this with the remaining time we have left, Abe. We got to get into NBA free agency. And it started out with a bang, bang, bang. Boy, Abe. Bit, what, what, okay, what right. moves that have impressed you so far where you're like, okay, I'll give that move two thumbs up. Honestly, it's, you know, your, what your Lakers did. Like, y'all finally got rid of Kuzma. <laughs> y'all finally got rid of Kuzma. Bring yeah. in Westbrook. Um, uh, didn't pay Dennis Schroeder what he was asking for, which he didn't deserve. Thank you, by the way, for doing that. Dennis Schroeder was asking for 2016 free agency money. Y'all remember that free agency yeah. when folks like Timothy yeah. Mozgov got 64 mil for four mm-hmm. years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, because y'all didn't pay him what he, what he wanted, he came to Boston for, five, for basically $5 million. Appreciate y'all. Uh, but Yo, we got Westbrook, LeBron, and Hayes. Um, y'all, y'all brought back Dwight Howard. Y'all got rid of KCP as well. Um, it's it just like, all right, you know, I'm not going to be mad at those moves. Uh, I also like what the Warriors have done in terms of just making space. I mean, we're still expecting to make a, a significant move. Um, the Spurs, I mean, the Spurs are, they, they hit the rebuild button. They, Fully hit the rebuild button. Uh, Patty Mills, the longest tenured uh, Spurs player left, is now in Brooklyn. He's gone. Um, I, I, that makes me wonder what's up, what's going to be up with Popovich. You know, how how much longer do we, do we have him before hopefully affecting him? It's great. Uh, my Celtics. You know, I appreciate. Uh, look, I'm just. I just want a healthy roster. I just want a healthy roster that we go into. And they have successfully at least put themselves in a financial, in a better financial situation. So I'll give them kudos for that. They put themselves in a really good financial situation where if they need to make a trade, a mid-season trade, they can, they can get someone big. Or they can make some big moves during a free agency next year. Um, who else? Who else? The, the Bucks. 
the Bucks, you know, they lost PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker, where did he go? He, he left uh, Milwaukee. My man went he to Miami. He went to Miami. Yeah, he's in Miami. Yeah, so you have him in Miami. Drogic is out of Miami because they replaced him with Kyle Lowry. And it's just yep. like, okay, you know, um, I'm excited to see what that team looks like. And Pat Riley, of, of course, gave Haslam one year, almost $3 million to just for his 19 cities just to sit on the bench. It's like, yo, Pat Riley. Literally. Literally just to sit <laughs> on the bench. Um, in terms of like, yo, what's going on? The Dallas Mavs are are looking like they might fall for Chris. Bro, fall hard he too. Been happy. Yeah, he signed that Rick big extension. Exactly, signed that big extension. But hey, Jason Kidd is not a coach. People aren't really feeling that hire. It's. it's I, I hear rumblings that people expect the Dallas Mavericks to not be a postseason contender next season. And, and let's talk about the let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room as well. Porzingis ain't that dude. No, he's not. He's not at all. He's not like. Look, man. Look, man. I don't know. It, it's it's. I, I, I'm really speechless when it comes to Porzingis because we we've seen flashes of what he can do, and then you know injury was a was a problem. But this guy, I mean, he has he has a weaker mental uh, he has a weak mental fortitude, weaker than AD. You know, you know, we know AD doesn't like to play in the paint. Yeah, KP just seems to be even more scared. Of He's allergic. He's literally allergic to the paint. Yeah. And that's not going to help Luca at all, because you know there's rumblings that Luca and KP are at odds, and it's like, dog, KP, you're not that guy. You're, you're not that guy. You're not that guy, because they're going to side with Luca ten times out of ten. Um, they did keep manage to keep uh, uh Tim Hardaway Jr. I think they read re upped on him for was it four year four year contract or two year? I think it was a four. Um. Yeah, I forget, but that that was because out of anything, honestly, out of every anything between that Dallas and New York trade, acquiring THJ was the best was the best move by Dallas because he has he has flourished, he has really shown, he has stepped up, he has found his home, you know. So that's a, a shout out to him. But Dallas, I don't know how I feel about Dallas being uh, uh, a playoff contender next season, especially again the West is is. Healthy at the moment. Healthy and loaded. Got stronger. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on, guys. Oh, one more thing I forgot to mention with the Lakers, and I'm I'm, I'm really shocked that I did. The fact that y'all have Melo. Look, I like Melo. I just don't know if I can root for for Melo to win with y'all. It was one thing for me to be okay with Rondo winning with y'all because, hey, he's one one with us, right? Like, look at him winning a ring with two of the most hated rivals. In, in NBA, like kudos to Rondo, love him. But golly, now Melo is, is there. Like, oh, Lord, 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 Lord. oh, did CP3 re up with Phoenix? I know he. They're working on it. They're working on it. Yeah, they're working. They're working. Yeah, they're working on it. That's a lot of money. He he was over. What was it? I think, yeah. I think it was over forty-four and a half mil. Like something, something silly, oh, yeah. bro. Oh, forty-four and a half. A move mil. that I did like for the Knicks is is uh the Kemba move because I 
They yeah, got I like that for them. Too. I like that for them. Yeah, it's like, look, you you just need if if Kemba if Kemba can just give you consistency, that's going to be really solid for Detroit. Especially since they brought they retained uh Rose Burks. It's like y'all still kept your core that that actually showed flashes. And then they oh they re-ed up on uh Randall, so I was like, all right, they basically yeah. said that Randall who are you going future. to be our staple. Yeah. So I- I'm excited for the Knicks because again they were a four seed and they're only going to move up from here, right? I- as you- I-, I would hope they would only move up from here. So it's always good. Again, I've I've been uh, adamant on this. The NBA needs meaningful games in Madison Square Garden again. Yes. The only reason you're going to get that is if the Knicks are good again. So yes. this is this is great. And and that makes for a great subway rivalry between them and the it Brooklyn does. Nets, bro. It does, it does. Because what the Knicks did as well, I think what a lot of people didn't maybe didn't notice is they they have acquired and kept some good veteran talent and presence for that locker room. R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Kevin Knox, like these are young dudes. These are young. These are young gunners. But you need Frank Nilakina, like you need some some veteran help. Derrick Rose falls in there. Kemba falls in there. Like yeah. these are some dudes who are gonna give you some 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 good fire, um, some good veteran fire. Um, interesting Especially kind. When you have quickly, who's been yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, and Mitchell Robinson. I can't forget Mitchell Robinson. Shout out to Mitchell yeah. Robinson. I uh moves move that I'm I'm not sold on quite. Are the moves that Chicago made, bringing in uh, Mello and DeRozan, Alex Caruso? I think wherever he goes, he went to Chicago, is going to be great. He's he's that guy off the bench. Yeah, he's, he's a hard field. worker. He's, he's a, a hard, hard worker. worker. So he's going, he's he's coming with his hard hat and lunch pail every day. I'm not sold though on Lonzo going to Chicago. Man, I'm not sold on Lonzo going to Chicago. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I'm sold on Lonzo going somewhere in the East, which he did, which I think helps. But Lonzo just yeah. doesn't have that urgency in his game, and I, it's left to be seen how him and Zach Levine are gonna gonna mesh. And then yeah. I, I, that's a head scratcher for me with Demar Derozan. I, I, yeah, I would but expect Lowry doesn't feel happy either. Well, Lowry, they're they're saying that Lowry Markkinen's going is he's they're trying to he's trying to get out, and and they're trying to find a, a dance partner, but. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna find it find a dance partner at this stage in the game. Here's I'm just gonna talk about my Lakers for a quick second. Okay. I was almost very upset with the Lakers, and here's why. The same deal that they made for Russell Westbrook, the same trade pieces that they used, they were gonna use those same trade pieces to get Buddy Healed. Huh? Listen, I love Buddy Healed. He's a Kobe disciple. The kid can shoot. But you mean to tell me you were going to use those same pieces that you could have used, that you ended up using to get Russell Westbrook, you were going to use those to get Buddy Heald? Nah, man. No, 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 no. It was The Buddy Heald deal was was this close to getting over the line, was so close to getting over the line that folks in the, uh, in the Lakers locker room were pretty set and were surprised, actually. There were a good number of folks in the Lakers locker room who were surprised that the Russell Westbrook deal happened. I would also like to give a huge thank you to Kawhi Leonard for making the uh, the Russell Westbrook deal happen. 
if any of you uh pay attention to to any of the you know i like paying attention we like paying attention to some of the behind the scenes stories and one of them was a story that came out right after russell westbrook signed with the lakers that he had hit up Kawhi when uh his last season uh westbrook's last season at okc was like listen let's go home together let's go back to cali together. let's go back to la together Man, and this dude, Kawhi, played him and used him to get PG. That's wild. So listen, when the Lakers play the Clippers this, this season, I'm expecting to see some disrespect from, from Brody, and I need to see it. Do your thing, Brody. I like I, that pickup, though. I'm I like also, Go ahead. I'm also surprised that the Clippers haven't really made any any significant moves because, you know. They re-signed Reggie Jackson. Well, it's like the Clippers needed to to make a change because once Kawhi went down again you saw the hold shout out to PG for stepping up he did step up Reggie Jackson did step up as well but it's like look I mean was it enough was it so what what are we going to do to get better it's like I guess we're going to wait for Kawhi to come back out it's like oh oh, okay alright looking at the one more thing on the Lakers and then I'll actually give some. I'll give some love to your to your Celtics. Okay, the Lakers. Look, looking at the Lakers' potential lineup, here's here's what I'm hoping to see. And he's he said that he'll probably do it. AD said he'll play more minutes at center. So I'm hoping to see him play more minutes at center, and LeBron play more minutes at the four. Okay, Melo at the three. And I what also what I like is the Lakers adding shooters because I don't know I don't know what yeah. the Lakers front office was thinking but everybody knows LeBron plays better with shooters. They added Wayne Ellington, they uh, added Ken Bazemore, and the pick that I love, they added Kendrick Nunn. He is a dog. Kendrick Nunn. I love it. So Lakers potentially could have a starting lineup of if we're looking at uh for defensive and for 3 and D purposes, Russell Westbrook at the 1, Wayne Ellington at the 2. Um like uh this hurts me lebron at the three ad at the four and then either dwight or gasol at the five lakers still need to add another center because they 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 looking toasty at center but what the lakers can do with that bench unit impressive and there's still there's a well no yeah they can't do buddy heel because dennis shooter has gone now fit at point guard then kemba was and even maybe Kyrie. um and i fully expect Tatum and Jalen Brown to ascend to like the almost the peak of their power, so to speak. Um, they're yeah, hungry. Yeah. Um, I, I'm optimistic for what this upcoming season is gonna gonna hold in store, and I think there's gonna be one more major move made before the season starts. Most likely, the Ben Simmons trade. I think Philly is going to lower their asking price because what they're asking for is way too much, and folks ain't really about to pay that for Ben Simmons. Oh. Um, he he needs to, he needs to go. Like he he needs to leave Philly. If for some reason he find they find a way that the Warriors find a way to get him, I'm gonna vomit again because the Warriors always find a way to do it. And shout out to Bob Myers, their GM, for not missing this man for over a decade now is not missed. Let's not forget. I'll say it time and time again. This man got drafted. Steph, Clay, and Dre, their core that they have to this day, drafted them. And is built around them for the past decade. You can't, can't, can't get any better than that. New school, new school San Antonio Spurs. So, mm-hmm. folks, NBA season, keep your eyes peeled. Um, 
NFL season is around the corner. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, the Premier League is about to start. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to watch as many Chelsea games as I possibly can because I have the Peacock app, and I don't mind watching replays of that. It's just because me watching it live was never a possibility since I moved out to the West. Like, it was already a struggle watching live Premier League matches on and on the East Coast. I don't expect to do it on the West Coast, but at least now I have the Peacock app so I can, hey, catch replays of all the Premier League action. I'm excited for that. Bro, Peacock wait. is a lifesaver, bro. Hey. Big, big Lou. Big Lou. Hey, Romelu Lukaku will forever. He's one of my guys, bro. He's one of my guys. I Just just to spite y'all, I need to go get, go ahead and get a Lukaku Man U jersey from a couple seasons ago. But I, I, I love him coming back to the Premier League. That uh, You can hear some more in-depth analysis about that over on Reformed Hooligans with me, Brian, and Felipe. You can hear more about what's going on in the NFL in the upcoming season on Cover Zero. Shout out to the team over there. Yes, you sir. can hear more about what's going on in the NBA with the Full Court Press family. With that being said, though, as always, y'all, stay tuned to what's going on in the SSAW podcast universe and the SSAW family. But this concludes another episode of the OCNA podcast. As always, y'all, we do this for y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Head to the website, tssaw.com. Or you can hit us up at osa.apodcast at gmail.com. As always, y'all know what it is. Y'all know the slogan. One thing, two words, get it in your brain. Oh, mo, Niger!